Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, This is episode one. And we are joined today by uh, Kelly Norwood. She is the field marketing rep for the U.S. Army and a lot of other words in that title that I skipped because I don't understand. Um, But she is here today, um, currently in Alabama, and then uh, I'm in Tennessee. And so thanks to the World Wide Web of uh, Zoom meetings, we can uh, connect together without having to travel. And that's pretty cool. Um, But we are here um, because she's does one does a really cool job um, that I'm sure most of you as well as I did not know about even existed. Um, but also she's just a fun person. So um, welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you? Oh, you know, living life. <laughs> <laughs> living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, so you, um, where where does it all begin with you? Like, um, you obviously do do something with Army now. We're gonna, we're going to get to that, but like, um, in terms of your story, where where does it all begin for you? You think? Um, it it the University of Alabama. That's where I went to college. Oh, that's already going to divide people on this podcast. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Let me just throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> just wade in deep here. I know. <laughs> I can't um, believe you didn't say roll tide, but okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was an athletic hostess uh, at the University of Alabama when I was in college there. What does that mean? What is an athletic hostess? So you do a variety of different jobs and lots of them are centered around football, but you work for basketball and you work for gymnastics and you work for all the sports, but you work every football game. And most of the jobs are, they may be assisting with the sky boxes or out on the quad or working with, you know, fans and, you know, it just depends. And one, all of your jobs end at kickoff, except for one, and that's the press box. Mm. And the press box is an all day assignment and everyone has to do had had to take on one press box assignment per season, unless you could find somebody who wanted to swap with you. And I worked the press box early in the season and Joe Namath walked in and I thought, this is, this is where everybody is, right? This is where, you know, (laughs) that's where the action is. This is where the action is. And you get the best seats in the house. And I thought, 
I'll just find out who's working next week and tell them I'll swap with them and I'll work the press box again. Mm-hmm. So I started working the press box for every single game <laughs> and got, I made these great connections. I learned a lot about production and after college that led into a career of media. So I went into oh, television cool. and radio and really enjoyed the production aspect and, and getting the different view of some of my favorite events or sports or concerts or whatever that might be. Um, when I found CrossFit, I saw the CrossFit games for the first time. And I was like, how'd you find CrossFit? Like, was it you were I looking for a, a store that closed and it happened to be a CrossFit box now or a friend of mine <laughs> called me. No, a friend okay. of mine <laughs> called me and she said, Hey, will you come try this class with me? And I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. She said, oh, come on, let's just go give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I want to say by the second class, I was absolutely hooked. Like I was just, I was hooked. I was like, cool. this is, this is something totally different for me. This is not 45 minutes on the treadmill each day. This is exciting and this is fun and it's like a game or, you know, it's an actual sport. I just really enjoyed it. And the further I got into it, I started paying more attention to the sport and um, watch now, what, what what box was that? What was your first box? I started out at CrossFit and I took fundamentals at CrossFit Madison. Okay. Um, with Sarah Longshore. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you still there? I'm in, I'm in my garage. Uh, okay. I travel a lot with my job. So now it's I fitness wherever I can, honestly. Yeah. So when I'm home, especially there. through COVID, we're in our garage. Uh-huh. So, cool. um, but yeah, I started paying attention to the sport and I watched the games and I was like, that's quite a production. And I wonder <laughs> how you get involved with that production. And they had a volunteer application and they said, oh, we uh, accept volunteers to work regionals. And mm-hmm. I worked uh, with Jonathan Haynes on the social media team for the Atlantic Regional that year. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they said, you should look at maybe come into the games. And so I said, okay. <laughs> so I applied and was accepted to go work at the games that year. And I worked uh, on a, a show called A Day at the Games. It was the update show with Tommy Marquez. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I met uh, one of my mentors, Ling Lu, um, through that. And we just, we became friends and we continued. And I continued working on A Day at the Games for the next three or four years. We started in Carson and we moved to Madison. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got involved with CrossFit. From, from there, I went and worked uh, Waterpalooza. So what, what year was, what year was the first games you were at? I want to say it was 2016, 2016, I think, mm-hmm. maybe 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. And then when we moved to Madison, and then I ended up working for Wadapalooza on the mm-hmm. Flagler stage, which was a lot of fun. So I was working these large functional fitness events um, and really, really enjoying it. Um, and then this opportunity came up to take a new job. I was still in media when I started working with CrossFit um, at events. I was still in media. I was working for radio at the time. And this opportunity came up. Uh, with the army and uh, it was here local and I thought okay I'll 
I'll, I'll try this now. And it wasn't specifically what I'm doing right now. I knew that they had, um, or they were, you know, they were talking about doing a CrossFit team or a functional fitness team or a fitness team. Um, mm -hmm. So I wasn't supporting that aspect yet. They got the team up and running and I had the opportunity to start supporting the U.S. Army Warrior Fitness Team out of Fort Knox, um, amongst other teams, but uh, the U.S. Army Warrior Fitness Team out of Fort Knox, which is made up of both functional fitness, CrossFit, CrossFit athletes, and strongman athletes. So what, um, so tell me more about that program, Army Warrior Fitness. Um, so the Army Warrior Fitness Team, it's part of the Marketing and Engagement Brigade, mm -hmm. which supports the recruiting mission for the Army. Uh, so where did these people come from? Like, do they volunteer to be a part of it? Do they try out? They like, tried out. They okay. all tried out. Um, they all tried out. They have to be uh, current soldiers. Okay. And uh, they kind of submitted a resume, a fitness resume. It was made up of, um, we had games athletes. We had regional athletes. We, you know, strongman competitors mm -hmm. who have... Um, huge title strongest man in America in his in his weight class strongest world strongest man in his weight class I mean very talented athletes it is an elite an elite group to say mm -hmm. the least um that's really group. cool yeah. yeah but the purpose of them of the warrior fitness team is to connect with people on their passion points and mm -hmm. and there's an esports team there's a music there's a band called as you were but in this particular case it was to connect with people based on their passion for fitness mm-hmm that's really neat. And so when you say you kind of like support them, is that, does that mean you're getting the word out? Like you're kind of communicating, you're publicizing all that. Like, what does that mean? Kind of. So they, they have a competition schedule that they oh. come up with and they, you know, qualify for, um, high level competitions, games, um, you know, world strongest man and woman, those types of competitions, Waterpalooza. When we find out where they're going to be, I then go in and look for opportunities for sponsorship mm. to uh, give them the opportunity for speaking engagements to tell their army story, to give them uh, support from a sponsorship standpoint, just so, some more visibility uh, and, and allow the team to connect with people um, on that passion point of fitness and at those events. Mm -hmm. You ever get to like work out with them? I don't want to. <laughs> I, I've worked out with some of them. Um, yeah. The, one of the most interesting things I think is, especially in CrossFit, like you have all these people who put in a lot of work, some, you know, mo most of whom are, you know, working out every day and doing some kind of fitness every day. And they're like, man, I, I really want to go to like to the games, or I really want to be a re back in the day, a regional athlete. And, uh, um, and I still don't understand the new system now. And so there's other things that other words that we can input in here. Um, but, um, but they're like, Oh man, this is going to be, and, and they don't understand the level of athleticism and in fitness that these professional athletes have. And so when I was at a different box than, than the one I own, um, one of the, one of the owners at the time was a former uh, NFL football player Um professional athlete you know and he, he was also uh he 
he was in the armed forces somewhere and that's where he went to school and stuff. And so like, I don't want to try to butcher that and guess sure. um, because I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. And I know I would great dude. And, um, and I tell all the time, I tell people this all the time. I was like, on Saturdays, we would have these like group workouts a lot of times. And um, inevitably, because I run my mouth and, and social, like I end up getting put with him sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and that's and, what you get. <laughs> and, yeah. And just, just to work out with people like that on, on um, one time or, or more, like you, you go, this is a whole different world that these people exactly. live in. Uh, there's a whole new norm. There's a whole new level of efficiency and work and the way they do things and the way they do like, you know, 50 burpees and then just look at you breathing normal. Like, you know, I stand up and I'm breathing heavier than they were, you know, like stuff like that. And you're just like, these people are amazing <laughs> humans, you know, like superhuman. Um, so I can only imagine all these, and you know, obviously Chandler Smith and some of those that, that in the CrossFit world that, that I would recognize. Um, but I, you know, just, just thinking about these, these athletes that are, um, on these teams, I, I bet is just incredible to be around. Uh, it is, uh, because I do work remote. I'm not around them mm -hmm. every day. Uh, and they, they do travel and compete, but they are a very, very talented group. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the most impressive things that I've, I tell people is that, you know, we didn't borrow somebody else's talent. Like this, these are mm -hmm. army soldiers that are this talented and have this level of fitness uh, and have this passion of fitness. And, and that's the, that is the, um, what we're trying to communicate. You can have, like, this is part of their life mm -hmm. and it, it is, it's impressive. It, it is absolutely impressive. Yeah. One of the connecting points, especially in the CrossFit world is, is the, the mental agility or the mental fortitude that um, armed forces persons are, are grounded in. Um, that people experience and get get a close glimpse of, I think, in CrossFit in a natural way. You know, there are those um, hero workouts um, that often pop up that as you're, you know, grunting and gru these grueling experiences, um, remembering, like, these, these are people who put their lives on the line. Like, these are people who, who didn't make it home. And, like, you just keep going. And And the fortitude of our armed forces that just have that in their mindset of like, whatever it takes, I'm going to keep going until I'm not going like period. Um, I think is, is a natural um, connection point for, for those of us who are, you know, closer to weekend warriors than uh, <laughs> elite athletes. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I've always, you know, CrossFit has always been a very, um, you know, armed forces positive place in, in in my experience and, and, and it's through that connectivity, I think, um, to that mental headspace that, that you have to develop, you know? Sure. Um, so what, um, so what, what is it, what is a normal, like, what, what do you do in your job? Like what, what is it, what's that like besides getting sponsorships? Like I know you hit a few things, but like, Every week, like what, what kind of things are you doing to su support that team or get that team out there or whatever it is? Like, t tell me a little bit about that, because one of the neat things um, that I think is neat is, is, is learning about these jobs, too, that, that people like you have that are connected in a way that I was like, I didn't even know that, that, that was a thing, you know? Yeah. 
So, so can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what, what it's like? So I am a contractor. I, I'm a contractor for the Army. I work with the actual brigade, which again is the house that that team lives in. And we have uh, several teams that, that are under the marketing and engagement brigade. So I've got... Uh, so when you say like contract, is that like a annual or is that for a, a no. like what is that what kind of contract does that mean so i i don't work directly for the gut for the government so my company is the is an agency team ddb okay okay um and so i'm a contractor for the army i'm not a government civilian and i am not a uh, military obviously so gotcha um okay i work to support the brigade and all of the teams so in addition to the warrior fitness team there's the U.S. Army eSports team, which connects uh, on the passion of gaming. Uh, I've got the As You Were band, which is a rock band. So, uh, yeah, what, what, I've, I've never heard of that. Um, like, I, I, believe it or not, I've heard of the eGaming because I've had yep. some, some kids that I know that have gotten connected in that way. Um, but but what's, so what, is, what does the band do? Like, I know... Like I've had, uh, like I did youth ministry for a long time. So I've had teenagers that, that have had varying experiences. One of them just uh, retired, um, you know, from being actually in maybe the Navy, Naval Band. Um, she played French horn. She was yeah. amazing. There's um, all kinds of bands across the military. Yeah, like, so I know about those, but I've never heard of like a rock band with yeah. the Army. What, there's all kinds of bands. What, so what do they do? They're full-time musicians. So they go, again, they're there to support the recruiting mission of the Army mm -hmm. um, and drive consideration for the Army as a career path. And they go out to high schools and they go out to uh, festivals and concerts and they play music and they connect That's with so people cool. based on the passion of music. Yeah. So, and so they're a rock band. Like, what kind of music do they play? Like, they, they do covers? Do they do their, do their own? They have original content. Okay. So... Um, they have done covers, but they have put out, um, they have new music coming out this year, I believe, I think. So I can go like iTunes and listen to them? Uh, I'm not or sure something? if you can find them on iTunes. I think you can, um, I can share a link with you to, cool. to some of their music. Yeah. And they're called As You Were? Is that mm -hmm. what you call? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, y'all can Google it because I'm going to right when I get off this call here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so neat. Um, all right. What else? What is, <laughs> I got really hung up on the band thing. I was like, that's really <laughs> yeah. awesome. So what happens um, if they get like deployed? These are active soldiers. So like, is, is, is that a, I mean, obviously it's a real possibility. I don't know what the question is I'm trying to ask. Like, you know. It, it's an assignment. So this is, to my understanding, this is a full-time job for them for, okay. you know, one or two years or whatever it may be. Okay. Okay. So unless things get super bad, the likelihood of them getting deployed somewhere is, is lower than others. Yeah. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Right. I don't know how that part works. You're, you're not in charge of doing that, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Stay in my lane on that one. I don't know. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. All right. What, what other, blow my mind. Give me, give me some, are there more, more things? Yeah. What else do you do though? Like, like what else do you connect with in that? So I, in addition to supporting those teams, I also support AMU, which is the army marksmanship unit. And that's okay. kind of, um, now are we talking like rifle, like bow and arrow? Like, 
what kind of marksmanship are we talking about here? Guns. All guns. Okay. Guns. I think um, there was like, you know, people who do bow and arrow too. Like, a, is that called marksmanship or is that called something else? I uh, I, it, not on the, not on the marksmanship unit team. Yeah. Uh, we have Olympians that have already qualified for the Olympics this year. Um, yeah. So these and are like snipers and stuff like kind of stuff. Not necessarily snipers. They've got, okay. um, they've got different disciplines. Uh, oh. But their job is to to be a marksman, and it could be um, I don't even know all the appropriate names for the for the different disciplines. But yeah. they have uh, they are out at Fort Benning, and that's what they do for their job. That's me. Yeah. yeah. So like different uh, lengths of shot, different I think calibers as well. I think is it all kind of comes down to if I vaguely remember stuff like that. I don't. <laughs> I'm full of randomness that, that I've, <laughs> I've passed by something and been like, oh, that's interesting. And then keep walking and then it'll come up in something like this. Oh sure. yeah, of course. Um, that's really cool. So, well that's, but that sounds like so much, like, how do you, how do you do all that? <laughs> like, I know we're not done, but goodness gracious, like no. that's already a lot of, that seems like a, a ton. Okay. Keep going. It's not without its, <laughs> it's, not without its challenges, yeah. but the blessing of what I get to do on a daily basis and, and the people that are on my team and uh, surround that, that I work with from, from the army and from the agency and, mm -hmm. and on the teams, it, the, the blessing is not lost on me at all. Yeah. Um, in addition to the marksmanship unit, we have the golden Knights, the, uh, the army parachute team. So you see them jump mm -hmm. into Yankee stadium or they, they get oh. to camps and, I wonder yeah. where those guys come from. Yeah. So they're based out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, mm -hmm. but they are, they are impressive. Um, I did All get done. to jump with them last year. What? Um, yeah. I did like by yourself? Them. No, I was attached to some. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. We missed that on your journey. Like no, when no, you no, trained no, no, to no, be no. a, no, I have a friend that's, um, out of the army now and he one of the things that he talks about he misses more than anything is the paratroop training like yeah. learning to do that and being a part of that um that's like one of the biggest things that he talks about is like man i'd go back today like <laughs> and yeah. do it that's really neat and what's that called the golden brigade golden knights golden knights mm -hmm. the golden knights um there's actually um a campaign that i worked on the warrior fitness team partnered with Rich Froning and mm -hmm. Mayhem um, and they did a lot of fitnessing and they brought in the Golden Knights and wow. they jumped Rich Froning and, and team. Uh, oh was, yeah. It, that it, was recent, huh? I, over the holidays, I believe. Yeah. Cause they, um, they've been talking about it on their podcast a lot. Uh, Rich was wanting to, to jump and then it was a whole long thing. Um, yeah. That's really neat. It, it Produced a lot of good content. The Warrior Fitness team and the Golden Knights both did a, a great job on that. Uh huh. Yeah. It was, really it was cool. a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. I remember when I had the opportunity to jump, I remember thinking, I have no desire to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Like, it's <laughs> <Yeah>, fair. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. But uh, when I was approached, um, about it and, and I was talking to a friend of mine about it they said you know it's they're the best in the world I mean mm -hmm. they jumped a former president and 
you know, at 80, you know, they're the best in the world. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I thought I'd be really nervous and scared to get up there and, and do that. And once you, once you get there and you see how professional it is and how knowledgeable you're not afraid, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not afraid. I mean, you go through this class and then you, um, you go through the class and you kind of get an understanding of what's what and everything's just very, very professional. And mm-hmm. I got up there. I was not scared. I was so happy that I could enjoy it and not be afraid. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't get, a, you don't get a choice to be nervous, do you? Once I mean, you're, you're strapped to somebody like, yeah. it's yeah. not like you get to stand on the edge and be like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Like I they're know. walking out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're kind of like and, and you have a videographer that jumps with you. So they yeah. film you. Um, those guys are the unsung heroes in like exports and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah, they're incredible. They are fast. I don't know how they do stuff and then remember to do what they need to do to be safe. Like, I don't, I don't know how they do that. And they're in front of you and they're on their back filming you and they get this great footage and, and I was, and then they beat you to the ground so they can catch your landing. I mean, it's really, really impressive, but I remember he he said, you know, you should really be sure to smile when you leave the plane. I was like, smiling is going to be the last thing that I'm thinking of. He goes, yeah. if you don't smile, that's when your face starts to flap and you get those funny. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so this frozen smile on my face. I thought, yeah. oh, my face. <laughs> oh, geez. I'd be worried about losing my bladder more than anything. So is that where that uh, picture is behind you there? Is that yeah. afterwards Both or before? Those. That was before. <laughs> so did you how did the video look? Did were you were you all like or or did you the smiling work? It worked. That's awesome. I mean, at first I thought he's probably not telling me the truth. He probably just is trying to get it. No. He, it worked. It worked. It was a good video and it was a lot of fun. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and so really they have cool. tandem camps all over the country and it's uh-huh. just it's a lot of fun. Um I just never expected it was never on my bucket list to go skydiving, but um, I would do it again. I would absolutely mm-hmm. do it again. Yeah. I think I would do it if I was presented with it, but I wouldn't pursue it. Does, it, yeah. does that make sense? Like yep. if someone's like, Hey, we're going to do a thing. You want to come? I'd be like, all right. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to take me down to, you know, uncle Ted's crop dusting and skydiving, <laughs> then I'm probably not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to be there for it. I'm so. not going to pay money to anybody that's that has crop dusting in their in their title. <laughs> I'm probably not here for it, but um, with with something like this, I mean, you really get a sense of how professional they are, yeah, and yeah. how good they really are. So it was, I highly recommend it. It was the it was the one of the best experiences I've ever had. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right what other crazy teams are out there that you so those support? are all the teams that i support okay goodness because if you like have any more i'd be like i don't even know no, no how you do that like no not enough days the, in the week yeah those are the teams that that i support and it, and it just depends on the calendar um yeah. i have a direct uh army counterpart that i work with on a daily basis and we look at calendars and competitions and events and go okay um they're going here and they're going here and how can we support them from a sponsorship standpoint and what makes sense and what's the best way to connect with um, people uh, on their passion point, whether it be music or 
mm-hmm. you know, extreme sports or fitness or whatever that might be and uh, kind of determine what the best uh, best course of action is for that. And then we look at those opportunities and weigh them out and decide what we're, you know, what we're moving forward with. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. It's okay if you don't have an answer to this question. Okay. Okay. Because okay. this, this may be something bigger. So uh, m- most of the time, um, especially in terms of like advertising or um, kind of telling a different story or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, like there's a stigma that you're trying to push beyond, right? Like you're trying to give people a different glimpse into what's in, in your case, like the army itself. So like there's, there's, a, there's what people think it is and there's all these other things that it is and ways that you can be a part of it, no matter who you are, you know, you don't have to be the fittest athlete. You can be a super great gamer. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of intellectual positions as well as physical positions, but you still got to get through boot camp. you know, like there's still things like that, but like, what, what is the story that you're trying to, to tell um, as you're, you're booking these people and helping them, connect with people all over the the world and it's not it's not my story to tell right so I'm just creating uh and and finding the opportunities for the soldiers to tell their own story to tell their own army story about how they what prompted them to join the army and how they got to join the army so I just look for those opportunities that uh, the soldiers can plug into do you think there there is a stigma or a um, preconceived notion about the army? Like I I don't have any personally. Like I yeah I, I can't think of any personally. But do, is there some out there? Do you think? I mean I'm I'm sure I'm sure there are. Um, when you have a brand as large and as established as the army Mm -hmm. you're going to have preconceived notions or stigma or I don't even know if it's stigma you're just you're not going to please everyone all the time Mm -hmm. so um, I'm sure that there are um, people that don't necessarily agree with the army having um, a fitness team or a band or whatever that might be but when you have a brand that's established and um, as well established and as well known as the army, you're just, it's, it just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Well, and like any business or anything, I mean, recruitment is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're not recruiting people, um, I mean, cause it's more than just people who have not made great choices and not have good situations in their life to go get cleaned up at, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, which is, often the hero story that we hear, you know, which is, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's a great story. Um, but it's a whole lot bigger than that, you know? And, and so to be able to touch people in other environments or other, um, even classes of people or education level of people, like that's an important thing. You have to do that. And so, um, I just, when people say things like that, I'm like, like, do you expect, I don't know, do you expect to open a business? And all you got to do is turn the sign from closed to open and expect to have people come in and like be patrons. Sure. No, no that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> like you have to invest in other areas and reach people where they are and, and tell a story about uh, the, the put a human face with whatever that is, you know? Sure. So I think, I think that um, if you look 
at the marketing messaging that the army has put out mm -hmm. um it's showcasing uh, you know the the numerous careers associated um and the numerous opportunities and career paths that the army presents and and has so i think that um they're really trying to uh showcase it as a as a career path for people yeah anybody mm -hmm. it's a it's a great deal if i knew what i knew now i probably would have looked at it a lot lot differently i knew then a, what i kid. know now <laughs> yeah i mean because because at my my age my friends are aging out of it and retiring sure. and just the the financial uh i guess I don't want to say financial freedom, but like the opportunities that they're presented to pursue passions outside of the army afterwards sure. is greater um, than what I've been able to get by just doing my thing. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, what, I, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't want to be, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like, man, that's, it that's offers, pretty great. It offers so many opportunities to so many people. Yeah. Education wise, I mean, and, you know, financial freedom for your, for your family and the way that you're taken care of, mm -hmm. if, you, if you stay in and do the things um, that need to be done. And, and it's, just, it's just pretty cool. Uh, well, let's take a little break and then uh, we'll come right back. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? need a drink of bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them in the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. Um, so, one of the things uh, that we we kind of glossed over was kind of your your fitness stuff and what you're into these days. Um, and so, we were talking at the break a little bit about um, you're not just a CrossFitter in the world. You you like to get um, and, and okay, cards on the table here from from me. You you said you, you're into the Peloton fitness stuff. I am and there's okay we talked about stigmas earlier about the army so when i hear someone say peloton all i can think is like obviously they are stuck up and rich and have a lot of money like i, I i'm just telling you i'm just very very you know bougie kind of kind of workout thing but then you were telling me about it and i was like oh yeah so it's more than than what i'm thinking it is it's more than so, the box on the commercial yeah. Yeah. So, so, what what do you enjoy about it? What's the let's sell a Peloton today? Maybe I can get like a kickback from somebody. I don't know. So it was really helpful during COVID, especially and uh -huh. everything was shut down and we were at home and everybody was stuck at home. And I I noticed this and I started um, just kind of paying attention to what all they had and it's not just the bike. So they, there is, I mean, the, the bike's a big piece of it, but I noticed that they had you know, strength and they had yoga and they had Pilates and they had, you know, 
boot camps that incorporated the bike and weights and and it, mm. it was it was really um a variety of different options when it when it comes to fitness and so what I found myself doing is instead of just training you know five days or you know three days on one day off you know and taking two days off a week I found myself doing something every single day mm. even if it was in more of an active recovery role Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of, you know, these are things that I normally don't pay attention to, whether it be mobility or oh, yeah. um, strength or, you know, whatever that may be. And I really started incorporating that and, and saw a difference in my personal fitness. And so I still, uh, I still lift weights. I still uh, enjoy a good Metcon. Um, but I have just incorporated this different type of fitness. And, and I think it's, uh, I think it's always important to realize that there's no one right answer for everybody. So sure. you, you really have to find what works for you and what fits into your life and, and is sustainable and, and that you really enjoy. And, and I've been, I have enjoyed, and I was, I was that person. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But um, I really, really found joy in it, um, especially through COVID. Well, everybody I know who has one, um, which that number grows, I feel like weekly, um, love it. Like they absolutely love it. And they like get all the accessories and they love doing it. And um, I haven't bought the clothes yet. Really? Do you have you have the clipless pedals? Do you have they clip in? No, you don't do that yet. Oh, jeez, come on. Besides, I don't barbell voodoo. So <laughs> maybe if maybe barbell voodoo made them, he'd be all right. Maybe I would have them in. <laughs> we need some shoes. We need a shoe line. Yeah, we should get a, a shoe line. That's exactly what we need. Yeah, I mean, that's not a difficult thing to do. <laughs> well, have you seen the new random tangent? Have you seen the new? barbell voodoo leggings ladies leggings that have the skulls on it they're the different colors and have the skulls on it no i hadn't been in the market for a good pair of leggings lately i hadn't, hadn't noticed those i highly recommend <laughs> highly recommend i'm a big fan are they great i know i know the other leggings were a big hit with a lot of people too I'm but a, these are different i just saw them yesterday I'm yeah very about them. oh with the they have the uh, sugar skulls on them is that what it was Kind of not really, they are ish, but they're really they're they're. I'm I'm pretty high on them right now. Yeah, my I have a volleyball player. Uh, My youngest plays volleyball, and um, she loves the shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, She loves to play volleyball. Um, Her whole team had a pair of black ones uh, last well two seasons ago now because of COVID. and so we, we always make sure she has some, some to wear. And every time she wears them, people are like, oh, I like those. Where are those from? <laughs> I'm like, you too could have a pair. <laughs> You're very young. You as well. Which I assume you have the, uh, the Alabama ones, I assume. I do not. What? I do not. Oh. So are you, okay, let's, let's unpack this Alabama thing just a little bit because I don't feel like you're a real Alabama fan for I some am. reason. Like, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like the passion's there. literally every other person i've i've known that loves alabama or went to alabama like they're worse than crossfitters talking about it and and you just kind of like threw it out there nonchalantly without a roll tide and and even now you're like i don't in all fairness my career has been in media 
So in media, you you don't show excitement one way or the other, right? Oh, no. It's, no. it's, it's habit. I, I want mean, you to bring all the excitement. I'm a huge Alabama fan. You know, we all bleed crimson whether or not we like it. And we're all, you know, it, it's, it's in our blood, so to speak. I'm no doctor, but I think that that is actually true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, probably not for the same reasons you might think it's true, but (laughs) we all know that I'm an Alabama fan. What, what about you? I don't, I don't, I don't even follow any sports. I don't have any allegiance. Hmm. That's Hmm. concerning. Is it? (laughs) I, uh, I don't have time to watch anything. So I don't, if there was a game on of any team, if it's sec, I would watch it. Like if I was at a place in the Big Ten we're playing or something, I bet no, I don't care. Yeah. But if it's some, if a team from the SEC is playing, I will stop and watch whatever it is, assuming yeah. I can. Yeah. Until one of the ladies of my house say, "Let's go." Okay. okay. See, and the ladies in my family are bigger Alabama fans than the men. Yeah, mine don't. Mine don't care one lick. <laughs> they barely show up to see me compete sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. What was your, do you remember your first uh, CrossFit one? I don't. Well, maybe, maybe. Because I think at least one of the first ones, um, there's pictures pretty close. Um, Because I did like a beginning CrossFit thing. Um, with like a group of people and so it was like a bunch of random stuff learning learning how to move kind of stuff um and that's that's where I met Roy for the first time mm-hmm. um because he there was one class I couldn't make um they did them like on like, I don't know some kind of thing like Tuesday Thursdays for a month or whatever you did them and and I missed a class because I was out of town and Roy came in and did a private class with me and that's when I met Roy for the first time um but I do remember showing up for the first time to CrossFit. How'd you feel? I did not feel good about it. Um, so my daughters took dance um, down the strip mall from where it was. And so my, I meet with a, a group of guys that I've met with forever. We still meet together except for the ones that have moved away. But, um, and one day they were talking about this new thing called CrossFit that they heard of. And I was like, oh, what is that? And they're like, oh, this would be something for you, Mr. Competition. And because um, I, I love competing and whatever. I don't care what it is. Like, I just think it's fun. And so I saw that box down from the girls where they were dancing. And I was like, I, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll walk down there one day. Um, so I kind of walked, I, I drove past it first. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and I contacted one of the owners and said, hey, I'd, I'd love to come by and just, check things out or whatever, really wanted him to hold my hand and get me there. That, that did not happen um, at all. And, and he said, show up. There's, the, there's this bald guy there. Um, he's going to be teaching class. I'll tell him to look out for you. And I was like, okay, this seems sketchy, um, but I'll walk down there. So I walked down there and he was in between classes. People were literally like spitting and dripping sweat everywhere. Like barbells were flying through the, I don't even know what was happening. And there was this huge crowd of people that were just sitting there watching, like standing packed in. And so I'm like wading through people. I'm, I'm, I'm six, five and I'm still like waiting around trying to, you know, trying to see what's going on. And all these people are standing there. And I was like, this is, I'm like, why is everybody here? 
because they're fixing to change classes. If I knew then what I know now. And, and so all of a sudden, uh, this guy named Greg appears out of nowhere. He's, he's jacked, he's bald, he's, he's a strong looking dude. And he's like, Hey, can I help you <laughs> or something? And I was like, Oh, I'm Jacob. He's like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to be looking out for you. <laughs> he was the other owner. And, uh, and he was like, all right, well, uh, I got to finish up some things here. Let me know if you have any questions. And he, like, <laughs> he just disappears <laughs> into the crowd. And then like people start moving. And I was like, I feel really uncomfortable. I just left. Ah. Like I just left. I just walked right back down to the dance studio. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took um, fundamentals one morning and then went to, there was a competition being held in our town. Oh, cool. So I went to, so I took fundamentals that morning. And went to the competition that afternoon. So I was really like first experience across it. It was right there. And I remember uh, they, I walked in and all these people were crammed into this small space and mm-hmm. loud and the barbells were dropping. And, and, I, and, and I looked over and one guy's lifting this amazing weight. I mean, I didn't even, I, I had no frame of reference yeah. as to how much it was, but I was like, he has green hair. <laughs> and then, and then I turned around and I saw this other guy and, and he had on like a cat sweater, right? And he's lifting this amazing weight. And I'm like, okay, to pull this off, these guys must be crazy strong. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull this off. And I really think after that first competition and just everybody really just being themselves and doing mm-hmm. what they loved, that's what hooked me. I was like, this is where you go mm-hmm. just to do what you want to do the way you want to do it, right? And yeah. And that's what kind of that's what that's what kind of hooked me. So I took fundamentals that morning, first competition that afternoon, and I was like, "Found that's the really, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It definitely took me a little while longer <laughs> to get acclimated yeah, to that. I, yeah, I it was it was pretty. It was I, I fell in love with it pretty quickly. Yeah, out of my beginning CrossFit class foundations or fundamentals, whatever you want to call it, I think there was two of us that a couple of years later were still there. Wow. Like we had the standard girl who was like, I don't want to get bulky. Um, and yet she was like kind of bulky already, but not in a good way. Um, yeah. Like you, you're just like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it works that way. And one of the owners, uh, Matt, he, uh, he was talking to her about it. Like, and of course I was eavesdropping because um, I was standing literally right there. Um, and he was like, look, your body's going to do what it's going to do. He was like, it, it's going to be natural. Whatever you are is, is what's going to appear. Like it's it's not like you're gonna suddenly like show up and you're in like some kind of world's strongest woman you know kind of ad or something. And you're walking around, can't put your arms down. You know, like your body's gonna do what you can do. And I was like, huh, I don't believe that, but maybe. <laughs> you're like you're like now. I, it's exactly what I tell people when they show up, and they're like, I don't know that I want to be bulky and bulky woman. And I'm like, you're not gonna be like, you know, if you're a faithful person, like you know, God made you and like created your body and it's going to be what it is. Yeah. Like what you do with it, your body is going to be what it is. It's not all of a sudden, unless you pursue that heavily, really hard. Yeah. Like that doesn't just happen on accident. You know, like your body's going to like, there's never a point that I'm not going to be a large human. Like I'm not going to like shrink and and suddenly be like, you know, five ten. You know, and 150 pounds. Like that's never going to happen. That I'm that I'm going to be over five feet tall. You're right, right. Like you know, and so like you you do the work and you become the healthiest version of who you are. Right. 
And, and all of us are going to be different than that. Right. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And once I connected with that community, it was like game over. Like yeah. I realized how it works. And so like, then I transitioned to another box cause we moved and um, it was easy for me to acclimate there. I already kind of knew people. And once you're around the CrossFit scene, especially in Nashville, you, you just get to know people and, um, and so all of it becomes a community and connection. I think one of the things that I do love about CrossFit is I can travel anywhere. I can travel mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. And I remember I went to Costa Rica on a vacation and uh, walked into the CrossFit gym and could, could, could communicate easily with anyone there, right? Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. you're, you're speaking the language. And that's one of the things that I always enjoyed. So even when I travel now for work, Mm-hmm. Um, I can go anywhere, drop into a CrossFit box and feel at, at home, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was my favorite thing. I don't travel anywhere anymore. <laughs> really? Um, much anymore either. yeah, but I loved it. Like the last place I dropped in was in Washington, DC and their programming was, um, like they had one day that they lifted. They didn't, they didn't do like what a lot of gyms do where they have lifting and a Metcon as part of it. Um, and I was like, man, this is really weird. Like I'm used to way more volume than this. And like the gym I was a part of at the time was, I mean, I would, I would call it a competition gym um, by far. Like they're great, great athletes train there. You know, like Brooke is training there now and um, Will, Will trains there and writes programming. And like, there's a lot of just big names in CrossFit that, that are there now. And um and so like volume levels up and I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, so all we're going to do is like do overhead squats today. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, that seems weird. And now um, that's kind of how we program at my box. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it is, you know, we have one day and we will lift that day, um, maybe two days a week at most, but otherwise like there's just a Metcon and yeah. you know, we're going to, we're not going to work on all of that. Um, and we've had people that, around the area that have tuned into that and gone, Oh, I feel like that might be better for my body and my purposes. Like people who have active jobs like police or something like that can come in and their bodies aren't decimated to do their job later that day. <laughs> right. You know, they've gotten a workout and something healthy for them and, and worked well and, you know, they're able to do it. And it's just a different thing. It's, we're offering a different, different, uh, different programming, but, but I, I love dropping and seeing what people do getting other coaching cues that, that other people who are looking at you all the time, you know, maybe not give you um, just the whole thing and how the others set up and of course, collecting all the t-shirts, but. <laughs> what are you hoping to see out of the open? Uh, I, so this, this last two, two years have been very different for me. Like I'm not competing in, in the open this year um, again, but like, I want to see my members do things that is shocking to them. Yeah. Um, Cause I think the open is a natural place where people for the first time push in a way that they never experienced before. Yeah. People who aren't, you know, quote competitive mm-hmm. um, get a taste of competition and, and all of a sudden they surpass what they thought they were going to do. So, you know, I hope that there's some, so maybe some lifting coming up soon, at least as a, as a second part. Um, I know Dave said that he 
was going to have more than three workouts. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, part, part A or a part B would be good in something. Um, I, and this will come out after the second announcement. Um, but in the first announcement, the art that, that Dave Castro is in programming, I actually really loved that he had those uh, wall walks, even though as like a gym owner, I was like, we're going to get sued. Like somebody's <laughs> going to smash their face and like, they're going to sue us. Um, and there, and there goes a membership like, thanks Dave Castro. But like the fact that he had, he took a scaled movement, scaled movement yep. um, that people do for handstand pushups and put it as the movement. For, uh, that was a thing of beauty to me. Um, and it wrecked people's world. I love that. Wall walks to me are way worse than handstand pushups anyway. Oh, by far. It is not a good trade at no. all for a handstand pushup. <laughs> I've said that for years having done them. <laughs> not fair. <laughs> no, no. Let me learn handstand pushups. Well, I've I never. <laughs> I, uh, so yeah i mean i have an issue with flipping up on the wall mentally oh like i and i i cannot get past it i've tried i've i've tried so much i can do a handstand like a headstand like with my head on the ground or even a raised you know and trying to like level up you know and get used to it but i i don't know what it is i i can't do it yeah being inverted is definitely something you have to really get used to and you have to put your trust in that wall and yeah. i know that wall will catch me but it still gets scary sometimes yeah i don't i have no idea if i could yeah if i could get past it i don't know how um what about you what are you looking forward to if they open this year i want to see some lifting um yes. I, you know i always love those workouts that um kind of like you where you see people really hitting the pr so if it's your first double unders or if it's mm. your first muscle up or if it's yeah. a in a weight I just really really love seeing those stories mm. those are my favorite stories to to watch people come out of the open with I mean that's it's like you said you know this is probably the first taste of competition for a lot of people mm -hmm. and um as I go and I see people take on the open for the first time, whether they're taking it on as an, as an RX individual or a scaled athlete or an adaptive athlete, um, going to that place is, is a pretty magical thing. And I just really, um, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, one of the things that I'm enjoying watching with, with our crew are the people who want to be big and bad at CrossFit are learning that it's it's a whole lot more than just being able to do something. Yes. Um, like in my mind, when I'm competing, um, I don't stop in the last 90 seconds. Right. Like no matter what it is, like keep moving. No matter how slow it is, you keep yeah. moving, you know. Um, and the first week out, like some of those people who were ready for competition, excited about competition, were finding that like, they didn't want to move in those last 90 seconds. Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not like, keep going. Like, I, I, I don't know how to be more clear for you. Like you're not done. Um, 
and and like getting that that like like we were talking about with the army stuff earlier you know with that that mental acuity of of pushing beyond what limits that your brain has automatically set as your end point mm-hmm. because that was the comfortable end point mm-hmm. but there's another uncomfortable end point that you can find and work toward and and through um and i think that that's that's been a neat thing to watch um for people to realize if, if I can get them to realize that there's more there than what they think is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the guys were talking yesterday, like my partner is, is like the nice coach, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really encouraging. And I'm like, no, like suck it up and pick it up and do another rep. You know, like I'm the guy like, somebody had four seconds left and then and it was light deadlift was the next move and they got off the rig and i was like pick up the deadlift like get one you know do i mean you can get one you know and they just fell down and died um and they're like why do you scream at us i was like because i believe in you more than you believe in yourself like to me it's offensive to watch you sell yourself short right and so like i'm not gonna allow you to do that it knows best of my ability. I mean, at the end of the day, you're an adult and you make your own choices, but like, I'm I'm not going to settle for something I think you can do more of and and do better at. Um, And they, they interpret that as mean. (laughs) (laughs) We have have a 17 year old who who can't figure out if I pick on him because I like him or if I pick on him because I'm mean. (laughs) And I said, both. Bless. And you're a crummy teenager. (laughs) i was like teenagers are terrible anyways but you're here what okay so i have two more questions for you oh gosh okay i'm sorry flipping the flipping the script on this sorry what is your favorite movement snatch what is your least favorite movement burpees oh maybe running oh i think running i hate running do you? There are a few things in life that are big enough that make me want to run or yeah. need to run. Like there just are like, you know, I just, I can't even name them right now. And I've yet to experience anything remotely scary enough for, to make me run. So like, I don't know. I hate running. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Your, your, your turn. What, what's your favorite? My favorite, would, I would have to say burpees. I'm a burpee queen. I'm close to the ground. No, that's terrible. It's easy. Gravity will, gravity will take me down every time. Yeah, the getting down is not the, not the hard part. <laughs> it's the up and over sometimes that, I, that it's not as fun. So I, I probably enjoy, yeah, burpees. Um, we clearly can't be friends outside of this podcast. <laughs> my least favorite? Yeah, least favorite. What's that? Double unders. Really? Oh, man. My very first open. I want to say it was, it had, it was snatches. Was it snatches and double unders, maybe? I don't remember what it was, but it had double unders. Mm-hmm. And it was not my finest moment. <laughs> and I could not do a double under to save my life. <laughs> I think I threw, I threw my rope. Mm, I'm a rope thrower. Took, took off my shoe, threw my shoe. <laughs> friend's rope through her rope that's hilarious it was not a good look it was not a good look yeah. um 
And now I can do sometime unders. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm a great sometimes under person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you may get one and sometimes you may get 20. I don't know. <laughs> Roll the dice. So that's probably my, that's probably my least favorite. So how'd you like last week then? Mm. Last week's uh, open workout. Did you do it? Not officially. <laughs> so, so unofficially, how would they go? <laughs> Double unders, and it's great. Yeah, it just hurts. Yeah, it's bad. I think I still may have. I did some double unders work this week. You know, let's accept the small wind. I didn't throw the rope last week. Yeah, that's positive. Or a shoe. Mm-hmm. Or anyone else's rope, for that matter. I mean, I call that a win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a win. Yeah, claim it. Claim it. <laughs> yeah, I, I. People would get really scared when I started throwing ropes, like at varying gyms. I would just get so angry, and it's clearly the ropes issue. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know why they continue to send me defective ropes. It is yeah. really upsetting. I finally found one that works, and it's what, great. You know? What, what? What kind is it? Momentum, mm. um, I think. And uh, so my buddy Corey hooked me up with a rope uh, before a competition. I said, I, I'm not going to use this rope unless it gives me double unders. And he yes. was like, this will work. And so he sized me, and I used it in the competition. It worked great. <laughs> and at that competition, I won a second one. So I have two. Oh, wow. One with short handles, one with longer handles. But, um, but yeah, I love that, those jump ropes. They're great for me. <laughs> jump, jump ropes are like, uh, like fitness. Like, you know, everybody has their, their own unique thing that works for them. Yeah. So. No, no one right answer. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. All right. So what's the, what's the last question you had? You said you had two more. No, that that favorite and your least favorite were my two. Oh, oh, those are, oh, as in those are two different things. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. What about a uh, favorite hero workout? What's yours? Favorite hero workout? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm going with I'm going with Murph. Yeah. Because I've probably done that more than any of them, mm-hmm. and it's always, with the exception of last year, it's always with friends and just a celebration and everybody's grinding together and everybody's you know working hard and everyone you know it's sort of a fellowship thing yeah yeah I think that's what I like about Murph the most um because we do t-shirts and you know like most people and it's just yeah it's it's great um last week last Saturday we uh we have one of our members um who's um, cousin yeah cousin who was a crossfitter died at, at 25 um, and the box that she was a part of made up a a, a workout like a memorial workout for her mm-hmm. um, and it, you know it's not necessarily a hero workout um, but I was the one coaching that week because my partner had some lame excuse of having a baby um, lame you know it's the second one didn't even count and uh, so he, he wasn't there. So I was, I was coaching and it was raining outside and 
it's a 200 meter run as a part of it every round. Um, and so people were obviously people come in the door and they're, what's the first thing they say, are we going to like run? Cause it's raining outside. Like it's, it's the, you know, and like, so I kept hearing it. And of course, like I normally, if I wasn't coaching, like I just would ignore it and like, you know, move past it's someone else's problem, you know, <laughs> like, um, but like that stuff, like got my blood boiling and I was like, okay, all right. Y'all are all adults. You can make your own decision. Okay. Let me just say that on the front end. However, I want to remind you of why we do what we do, you know, and, and I, and I, and I went to this thing and I was like, so there's a 25 year old that we're talking about who doesn't live anymore. Doesn't get to do these movements that are, that were her favorites anymore. And we're doing this to, to kind of have a, memor- a memory of her. Um, even though you didn't know her, we're still remembering her life and, and remembering, you know, and, and Nick's here to do this with us. And, and we really want um, to just be a special thing. So like, I just want to tell you that you need to suck it up and go out run the ring. And I was like, but like I said, you're an adult. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to like, you know, come after you. But like, let me just be real clear. This is important. And you need to get on the ring and do it, you know? And, uh, and so like, oh yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. All except, uh, to, um, because of like some injury stuff, which, which was fine. There we have some older athletes too. And so like, um, one of them's hip started hurting, but so like, it's fine. But all, all the ones that, that came in are like, ah, are we gonna, cause it's raining. Like, floor's getting muddy. It's fine. <laughs> like we're doing this. Um, so yeah, I, I just love stuff like, like, especially hero workouts or, or things that are in honor of somebody like just the reality of like, we're paying tribute to somebody who, who was great and doesn't get to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, and there's something special about that um, all around. And there's something special about having you on the podcast today. I appreciate your time and um, all the, all the really cool army stuff that I had no idea about that that's going on. Um, I didn't even know there was an army warrior fitness program and all that mess and um, a rock band and, you know, all that kind of, I mean, it's just, just really cool stuff. Um, where, where can, uh, people find you if they want to connect with you in any way? Instagram, perfect chaos with all K's. That's, that's what? Perfect, perfect chaos with all K's. Yeah. Perfect. So P E R F E K T K H A O S. Perfect chaos. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know. Oh, geez. All right. Perfect. So when in doubt, use a K, perfect chaos. Okay. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being on today. And, uh, man, we'll look forward to seeing you. Uh, if you go to Alabama, you might see her in a barbell voodoo booth, hanging out and slinging merch. Um, you can go up to her and say, Hey, I don't know the secret word for 20% off. And the word is podcast. (laughs) Um, which is a real thing. You can get, we have our own discount code for those people who listen to the podcast. So check that out. Um, anyways, thanks for being on and, uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks man. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. 
And also leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.